0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crypto with English. So, as we venture further and towards the end of 2023, one question to be resolved is Web3 cryptocurrency and blockchain? Is it a gold mine or is it a minefield? And a lot of that turns on how marketing and branding will be done to really communicate and articulate the pr- purpose and the value of all of this technology. So, when it comes to creating or marketing a brand, especially like a brand of an emerging technology startup, how is that messaging exactly done? And I'd like to have a lot of these episodes so we can get closer to that answer from individuals who are on the ground doing the work to get us that answer. So, I'd like to introduce to you all today Sylvia Mogas. She's the founder of Blockchain Marketing Boutique. This is a marketing agency that provides strategic and marketing support for both Web 2 and Web 3 companies and brands within the space. She's also the CEO founder of Verify Trust, a revolutionary startup that verifies authentic reviews through transparent blockchain technology. She's also been recognized as one of the top 100 women of the future 2023. She's an international public speaker and professor as well. Sylvia, thank you very much for coming on to the show today.
1: Thank you for having me here today.
0: Of course. So you're based in Barcelona. How did you end up in Web3? I know everybody has their own origin story as far as how they got into blockchain, cryptocurrency, and anything Web3 related.
1: So I used to live in the UK. So I was the head of marketing for Hilton Hotels in Edinburgh. And it was May 2019, I decided I wanted to do something more mindful, and I was exploring new opportunities, so I resigned, I quit my job. I joined my executive MBA in my old business school back in Barcelona, and I had seven months gap. During these seven months, I moved to Indonesia, I was four months building my consultancy agency. Nowadays, it's called Blockchain Marketing Boutique, but at that point of my life, I didn't know what it was, Blockchain, yet. And then I moved to Singapore for for three months. And during these three months, I collaborated with different associations, like Web in Travel and also um, Women Keynote. I was helping them to introduce the association to Europe. And then suddenly one day I was joining fintech events because I was thinking that fintech was attractive to me. And one day I met someone and he said, you should come with me to this event. I was like, oh my God, I don't know anything about what you are saying. (laughs) So I up in that event, in that blockchain event. And since then I've been attending with a lot of events. Since then I'm working with different companies. I'm helping individuals and organizations in Web3. So I, I feel it was a total match. I was looking for something that it was challenging. So blockchain, as is, it, as it never sleeps. So for me, it's really, really challenging. So I love sure. it.
0: That's wonderful. So we are obviously in Web three in 2023, and one of the questions I want to get to the bottom of is what is the difference between marketing in Web 2 and Web 3, so you know old internet and this new yes. decentralized metaverse, whatever you want to call it, era we're we're living in now.
1: Mm, so when you are marketing a marketing strategy, Web 2 or Web 3, you need to see where is your customer, where they hang out, so where which channels you can find them. So in that case, um, Web 3 customers are hanging out with communities, and hanging out with Twitter, Telegram, Discord, so much luck as well. Right. The Web2 users usually, they don't go with communities, they are more users that interact with the uh, social medias. I would say, for example, Instagram. So right. this is a little bit the main one, but I would say, for example, when the traditional marketing as well, the traditional marketers, when you say, okay, I need to put that product in in, in the market. So how do you w- want to do that? So one of the fair solutions that a web2 marketer would say, okay, just do paid ads in Instagram, just do paid ads in Google. And right. we cannot do that in Web3 because we, we, we are banned. So we are not allowed to do that. So in Web3, we need to find new ways to market ourselves. So for example, as I said, we need to look the channels at where our audience is. And then communities are very, very, very important in Web3. So another thing that I usually say is in Web2, uh, the companies used to choose which product they want to launch, and they launch. In Web3, I think it's the opposite. You ask the community what you want to develop, and then you develop. It's, it changes a little bit the mindset. And what else I want to add as well is the interaction. So the interaction is, we are more word of mouth. So people likes to be recommended for someone like that,
2: um,
1: the product. And and yes, I would go for that direction as well. Paid media and media works a little bit with with Web3, I have to say that is great as well. So it's a combination at the end. You cannot say potentially web two and web three. Just saying where where is your customer and what you can do with this.
0: Right, you mentioned an interesting point. Uh, social media. You know, you think of Discord, think of Twitter, well, things like uh, that. Big topic. <laughs> right. So, in your opinion, does social media make things easier or make things when it comes to marketing? new company or product because social media, there's so much information. Most people, it's, it's overwhelming for them. On the other hand, we have a very convenient access and use to tools that are seemingly for free, which if this was 20 years ago, you couldn't do, you'd have to pay for all of it.
2: So the question is, um, if social media helps
1: to... Does
0: it make it easier or harder, essentially?
1: Well, it's one of the channels that we can reach our audience. I want to add as well that, because I was talking with the Web2 social media channels, I want to add as well the apps that are decentralized. So we have Lens, for example. Lens is like Twitter, but it's decentralized. So this is mostly to contact with... Just Web3 people, and for example, and you are the owner. Well, as we know, the principles of Web3 is to be to have the ownership of your assets. So this is one of the main principles. So with Lens, you can do that. Your tweets or your what you are your content that you share, you own it. Right. And then from your question, that if it helps or not, yes, it helps of course. Um, if you do correctly the communication and with a good communication and with a strategy behind, it's going to help you. And as well, I really think that the, the community and your audience should interact and should say, okay, I like that, I don't like that, because it's the easiest feedback that you can get. So and if you get that feedback in early stages, it's easier for you to be what. So right. I think it's important.
0: Got it. So moving on from that, what is Verify Trust? You know, it's a very, it's a very impactful name. So <laughs>
2: I like it. I love it. <laughs>
0: yes. Talk about that a little. What is it? And what, what made you come up with the idea?
2: Verify Trust,
1: it's a review system for companies. And also it's going okay. to help us well to, to the end user. So we are going to reward the end user to do these reviews. Okay. This company came because it's a long story. So when I used to live in the UK, I used to work in hospitality and we were asking reviews to our customers. And if right. a customer was a bad customer and we knew that we would, re- we would receive a bad review, we never asked for that. So that right. is fair. I think it's not fair because we should ask right. to everyone to have the right sure. reviews for the end user, right? It's a little right. bit manipulative, right? And then, this is on the one hand. Second hand, I was entrepreneur in the startups. And when I was do- I was in the incubator, uh, my colleagues were doing their landing pages uh, with their startups. And they were putting fake reviews of their startups. Of course, right. they didn't launch yet. And then for me, that I like the transparency and I like the, the, mm, to communicate real things. I don't like to lie. So I was like, this for me is not, really good for them customer because you are liking
2: them sure
1: <laughs> and for me it's a little bit my values they have a friction there so it was back the end of the year that we were talking with my best friend about ai and the consequences and we were talking ai is going to help a lot to the review systems and yes and i start to investigate a little bit so now now you can, you, can, you can buy reviews in the black market. The reviews can be done with AI. So what is it right. that? And I investigated a little bit more and I saw that the users are very, very unsatisfied. It's like a 90% of users, they don't trust reviews. And sure. then brands, they don't know what to do because they have their competitors buying fake reviews and bad reviews to them. So it's like how they can fight on that. And this is comes verified trust. This is a right. SAS model that is helping uh, the brands to get that reviews, and then the end user with some gamification as well. They can have some rewards on this. We are using as well AI technology, and I think it could be uh, very impactful in the industry because as well we can. It's a Web three product, but we are going right. to work with two companies and Web3 companies. So could be for all the verticals. And at the moment, is, we start um, with this project, but back, back in January, we were three months in the equation period of a study university. And right. then we were finalists of the awards initiative in Spain by SAIL. And right. now um, we are looking for our presence round.
0: Got it. And you mentioned that the users, the people who write the reviews, are rewarded for yeah. you could say doing doing that. How are they rewarded?
2: Huh.
1: So I can I cannot explain too much, but they are going to have that right. reward. So they can they can show okay. that they have reward that review. I, I, they can, they can, right. they have to that, balance now, sorry.
0: Right, right, of course. So your other project, the Blockchain Marketing Boutique, what is that?
1: Blockchain Marketing Boutique, as I said, it starts back in Bali. So I was doing my marketing right. consultancy agency. I was helping entrepreneurs to, to do their personal branding, to their go to market. At the end, they are my strong points because I've been working with the startups for a long period and um, right. and I had this always my side project working with the startups during four years last year um, it was in August I rebranded my agency so now it's blockchain marketing boutique and um, with the agency we have three verticals so the first vertical is we help web two companies to go to web three so we help that with technology, we provide the strategy, and also we have a team that is helping them to execute the strategy and at the end, they can hire this team that they help it, or they can continue we can continue providing them their services depending on who they want as you know, marketing some they have their peak times, sometimes you need more of one service and sometimes you need more of another service so right. It's really cool for companies to be able to do that with us. And then the second vertical is Web3 native companies. So they are already running or they have a good business idea. So they come to us and we help them a little bit with the business monetization and the value proposition. Because sometimes what we find out is um, there is a big tech team behind. They do a really, really good product but they never thought about the end customer. So sometimes they build products and if they don't have a fit in the market, so we need to find out how to do this fit in the market and how to market it. So it's what will help as well. And the third one is we are building a blockchain marketing university. Okay. and this, this is going to be a freemium model. And the, the difference of this is when the, because it's for beginners. Sure. Um, well, it could be beginner, medium, and advanced. But the, we, when we are going to launch, we are going to launch for beginners. And the idea is, afterwards, they have the first internship with us, blockchain marketing boutique, and as well yeah. with our partners, with our companies. And then, if they, they like it, they can hire right. them. And also, we work some with some head, headhunters to help them to re, to relocate. Right. It is what we are so, doing. <laughs> right.
0: So for this project, blockchain marketing boutique, obviously you're going to present, pitch a proposal in front of companies who may not understand blockchain, who may not understand cryptocurrency. Exactly. So for you and your team, how do you best explain, explain the technology to them? Because I, because obviously, you know, they, they need to understand the value of it.
1: So here we have some ways, but um, I think I have two ways in, in my mind now. The first way is I am, I'm teaching. So I do in-house lecturings, explaining right. them what is Web3, why it's important, and then helping them to understand it. Because it's, right. if we want them to adopt that technology, it's the first way that they have to do that. And the other way is when they contact us, um, we do a proposition, proposal, uh, something that I I never would say to a web two brand um, is go for it, go web three and forget it. Your all customers. I'm never. I I will never say that. So my advice usually is okay. You are a web two brand, so you have your customers in web two. So why you don't put twenty percent of your annual budget to web three? To do a loyalty plan, to do an NFT collection, to incorporate crypto in your payment system, and to do that. And let's let's start to explore that. Because you are not going to lose your current clients. Um, And I'm sure, no, potentially, I'm sure you're going to get new clients from Web3. And also, this thing I'm sure as well, and I'm sure in one, two years, when everyone wants to go to Web3, you are already there. So right. it's going to be your advantage, and it's when your ROI is going to happen, so it's my biggest advice for web two brands.
0: Got it. And talk a little bit about your your teaching, your scholarship in this <laughs> uh, in this space.
1: so currently i am I'm doing Vespo teaching with, for companies, mostly, so mm-hmm. they contact me um, I think it's worth of mouth at the end because when I started, then someone knows me, and then they recommend me, and goes from that. Now I'm preparing two teaching courses for September. One of them is a conference. It's a conference from one day from the from from the Ayuntamiento de Barcelona, from the um, the government of Barcelona, and right. it's going to be I'm going to introduce new technologies to the audience. It's for for entrepreneurs. For, and for companies that the for business owners. So I'm going to introduce new technologies from AI, blockchain, big data, and then I'm going to have a big panel um, explaining our experiences between AI and blockchain. And the second one I'm preparing is 5 hours course, one in AI and a- another one with Web3. And it's in-house as well. It's for a right. company that they want, it's for 20 employers, employees. and and they want them to learn what are the new technologies. And what I'm going to teach is how they can take advantage from AI to make their work more productive on one hand. And the second hand, why Web3 and how they can incorporate Web3 strategy in their brand and also for their clients. So it's it's what I'm going to do.
0: Wonderful. And speaking of artificial intelligence AI, what's your (laughs) opinion on artificial intelligence, by the way? Some people think it's going to be a great benefit to society. Some people think it's going to cause a lot of great harm and damage to society. So where do you fall on that?
1: I love it. Okay. But, but, <laughs> and today I shared an article in, in LinkedIn, AI Viper post. So I think okay. you have to do with some kind of mindset and they have to, there should be some limitations as well. So an atomic, an atomic bomb cannot be in hands of uh, AI, for example. So there are some limits that, that should right. happen. And if it's AI for good, i mean, and And also, unfortunately, if I'm not in, I cannot do anything because it's already here. So, or I'm right. saying,
2: or, or right. I'm
0: Right, I, of course. And what's your opinion on NFTs, non-fungible tokens? Because that technology has had quite a journey as well, between, especially these past two years. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: I used to work for Fairlabs. Fairlabs is a marketplace of NFTs. We launched the right. NFT collection for RCD Español. It's a one football team that it used to be in the Premier League in, in Spain.
0: So, yes. we launched a
1: collection with some utility for the audience, right? And it was
2: right.
1: really cool. And but after this experience as well, so NFTs, again, if NFTs, I think they are here for doing good. NFTs can mm-hmm. do a lot, of, they have a lot of capabilities. So, they can represent a part of a house, they can represent, they can be financed, they can do. Um, um, utility for loyalty plans. We can find a lot of stuff for NFTs. Um, it's a way that you can have custodial of something That's... and it's yours. It doesn't depend on any other platform. Um, there is a right. lot of speculation behind. So again, what I'm doing is when I have a when I have an inquiry of a project that is an NFT collection without anything behind, without any purpose behind. So I'm not interested. I'm not interested in NFT collect at least for my agency, for NFT collections that they are doing for speculation. They are doing just to sell an NFT collection, do some money and disappear. So this is what not I'm looking for. But I'm looking for projects that they have their NFT, that it represents something. Um, I like dynamic dynamic NFTs. I think they are really cool. Solvon tokens as well, they are really cool. So depending on what you want to do, you should choose one type of NFT one another. And if it's a long-term project, I love it. For example, now I was thinking, Soilbun tokens, for example, for certificates, no? For university certificates. Oh, sure.
0: Soulbound tokens, yes.
1: Or gaming. Gaming is using a lot of dynamic tokens. Um, also, for your platform. So imagine that you have a platform, and you have some people in your platform, and if they retweet your platforms they join some some of their friends they join the platform so you can have that right. token to improve and have more 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 things than sure. you are not doing anything so you you can be rewarded on that so yeah i think it's a little bit a change of the mindset to be in Web three with nfts and and use all the best with everything And it's changing the mindset, and it's giving you more. So I don't have anything to say wrong about that.
0: Got it. And when it comes to NFT tokens, you mentioned gaming. What's your opinion on play to earn NFT gaming? (laughs) Because a lot of the world is starting to use that, particularly in in Southeast Asia, literally playing computer games to earn tokens. So uh, what's your feeling on that?
1: I haven't been involved in gaming very deep, but I have to say that most of my environment are gamers. So, okay. the poorest of my environment, they hate them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They hate them deeply. Oh. Because they're poorest, so they they don't understand pay to earn, they feel that all their job, and all their, their stuff they, they were building, it's loose. But, um, right. on the other side, I can tell it's another way of monetization another way to make people to play your game so again if you if you use that correctly and you don't prostitute the game
2: sure <laughs> right it's another
1: is another way to have some revenue
0: right and what is your opinion on bitcoin <laughs> obviously it's had a rocky and interesting journey but
1: What's your opinion on it? I never bought Bitcoin and now you are kicking off of that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I never, I I never buy it, but, uh, my opinion is, um, it's a kind of an investment. So potentially I'm going to buy soon. Potentially I'm going to buy soon because I think that diversify your investment. It's important. I like Bitcoin. I like Ethereum. So if I am investing, I would invest with the big ones. Um, Polygon is one of my favorite ones as well. So yeah. I would invest of, of these projects that they are well-known and you can trust them. And um, this is on one hand. And then I'm going to say as well, so I know the small projects. And, and I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm in the industry, no? So I have friends building very, very good projects and very interesting projects. And I know the guys. I know that they are I have one project in mind at this moment. So for example, these guys are doing well. So they are smaller than one Ethereum, but why not to invest with them as well? Because I trust the project. But to invest in randomly projects that I don't know much about them, I would suggest don't do that. Because you can you can be in a risk.
0: Sure. And by the way, as a as a reminder to the audience, so anything discussed, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, anything discussed here doesn't constitute financial advice. But I will say it's always good for people to hear the opinions of other professionals in in this space because it matters. And the more information you have readily available at your hands, the better one can make an informed decision. So I do like to ask uh, you could say the opinions or sentiments about you know Bitcoin because of its historical, yeah. controversial, and listen, very its significant place in place in history. So
1: Bitcoin, I think it's going to stay as, and it's again I, I said already. I think it's a good a good investment. And thanks of Bitcoin, we have Ethereum. And thanks of Bitcoin, we're building
2: everything. Right, it's a beginning.
0: Right. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And going off of one of the previous questions and talking points, why do you think it's necessary for brands to enter Web3? Because much of the world or many companies in the world are still operating from, you could say, a typical Web2, you could say, both business and online framework. And in fact, hell, many businesses in the world still operate completely off the internet, you know, using file cabinets and pencil and paper and notebooks and things like that. So, why should businesses let's say understand and then start moving into web3 if they want to let's say either remain profitable or relevant at least?
1: So why businesses have to go to Web3 and why businesses?
0: Why should they? Yeah, why, why, why should they enter Web3? Like, why should they have their business website on, let's say, a decentralized blockchain platform? Uh, why, let's say, companies should have a wallet even, you yeah. know, for their blockchain product or service? In fact, perhaps why should companies even create their own tokens, their own crypto tokens for the business too?
2: Yeah, so, so not all, all the businesses I think that you have
1: to go to web three now. There are some businesses that they should come okay. in early stages, depending on the kind of business they have. But I would recommend that right. a business that it's a fit for web three and you can tell basically they can put a loyalty plan or they can do an NFT collection or solve on right. tokens for solving something, as well blockchain and NFTs are to solve co- things. They are not just, okay, now I'm going to do a token. Now I want to do an NFT collection. No, it has to right. be a perfect time. So I think it's the first why, no? So it's to understand what are the capabilities of Web3, understand what Web3 can do for you.
2: This is one right. point, Um, see your
1: vision, put a roadmap with your vision, Web2 vision, and then see, okay, now I have this money, this time to invest. So let's keep, try that. For example, e commerce, easy. Easy um, e commerce to put um, an off ramp to be able to, to, be, to be paid by crypto. So this is right. quite straightforward. But then it's not just to put that. So you need to communicate that. You need to do nice. a marketing around that because it's not, I'm going to Web3 and now you can pay with crypto. Okay but who you are going to market, who is going to, to pay to you with crypto and how you are going to reach these people. So this is a question that we have to ask as
2: well. I right. am
1: um, going to explain you some, uh, what a story. Sure. Um, one friend of mine last year contacted me and she said, Silvia, I want to put a restaurant in a metaverse. I was like, okay, fair enough, <laughs> um, let's do a call. Um, my first right. question was, who is in the metaverse that is going to buy you coffees? Um, I don't know. I told him, okay, at the moment, metaverse, unfortunately, it's quite early in, a, early, in early stages. Right. So if you go inside to, to a metaverse, <laughs> you cannot see two people sitting down with a coffee. You don't see that. So I, I said to him, why you don't, we don't find a Web 2.5 solution? so in the middle so what we did is we created a um, loyalty plan and it right. with a pop so each time they go to the restaurant they get a pop so in that mm-hmm. way he's getting in the in the meta, in the web3 he's starting to he can target web3 people
2: right.
1: and on the other side um web2 people are starting to see what's that Shall i do a wallet how I'm going to do that? I want to collect this. So he's having the advantages of the two worlds. And then this person in two years is going to be the first person to be in the metaverse. Because he right. has already the target clients with the POAP. He has the target client, so it's easy. Right. So this is one of the examples. So
0: <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well listen, uh, uh it is quite early. But I do think there is going to be a future where
2: yeah. any
0: and all of us are going to be eating at restaurants within the metaverse using like an Oculus or you know, <laughs> yeah, sort of uh, VR, you know, VR, AR accessories. And the technology will, will be as such where it will feel like you're either yeah. eating a sandwich or drinking coffee. So it, that future may be closer to us than we may even realize right yeah. now. And kind of a funny, yet serious question. So as you are doing business and getting clients, do you prefer to be paid in euros or Bitcoin? And, and, and this is a genuine question because I have met and also dealt with businesses who do actually prefer one or the other. Uh, some people, some businesses do want to be paid in Bitcoin. Some would rather be paid in euros or US dollars. So I'm wondering <laughs> in your case, what do you prefer at this point in time?
2: So
1: I, I usually, I ask with euros or dollars, but right. I don't have any problem with the stable coins
0: or stable coins. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, like which stable coins would you accept and which stable coins would you not accept?
1: I, I work with, usually with Tether. tether. Um, okay. Tether. I could consider USB Okay. Right, I if, okay. I if I would, I I need to check that the it didn't happen that case. But if it's the case, I would check it. If it's a stable coin that no one knows, so potentially I'm going to say no. But
0: right, and listen for companies you do pitch to, and then they tell you, Sylvia, you know what? Yes, I do want a Web three presence for my business for my products and services. What are the principal obstacles to get that business online, digital, and on some kind of blockchain platform?
1: Uh, in my case, I think it's long. Long. The negotiations are long. Okay. I think it's the instability of the industry. Right. Also, beer market doesn't help. And um, I think they take a long time to think about rethink, think about, and then people is is busy our people are busy so and it's, the, it's not their priority to go to web three so sure. it, you have to chase them quite a lot
2: right. but at
1: the, end, the, the ones I decided to go in, so all of them are happy, so I think it's a big step, but when they do that they they are proud of that because once people are in Web three, no one go, no one is leaving. So, so it means something that, right? And
2: sure. and
1: I think the that obstacle is the Absolutely. education, as we said earlier. So it's very very important to educate. And another obstacle I'm going to say as well, scammers. There are a lot of scammers in the sure. industry, and there, um, there there are a lot of people as well that they are selling things and they are not commit doing it. And it's, it's making us to have a bad reputation. You are trying to right. do business for good, and people are trying to, to do business for their, for their own money right. and, and pull the rug, right?
0: Right. Then those are excellent points. And this goes to my next question, and this question goes to kind of a, a greater, or you could say a broader issue. If we're going to have Web3 mass adoption throughout society, how do we communicate that effectively for most people, for most people's understanding?
2: For a mass adoption,
1: again, education, it's important. And another yeah. important point that we set very often is why everyone is asking, what is blockchain? Right. So I don't ask why, how the Gmail is built behind. So I, I just ask how I can send uh, the email, right? So right. should arrive one point that UX it's friendly because at the moment, there, it has been a lot of improvements these last months, I have to say. I can tell right. the people are working hard with UX. And there are a lot of changes, but still it's a lot of work to do. And UX help will help a lot with the mass adoption education as well and also to regulation we never we haven't talked yet about regulation but regulation is important yes. is helping and aml as well are going to help a lot and what i want to say as well um yes and to to have good good uh less scammers so more better news and less less, less bad news, right. like like right. See, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what do you think of MICA, the new uh, EU European crypto legislation? What are your thoughts it was about
1: very, that? Very very necessary. Yeah, it was very necessary. And some of our, of some people, the most parties say, okay, we don't want that because we are decentralized and we want to be decentralized. But at the end, the human we need some kind of rules because humanity, sure. if you don't have rules, humanity get lost. So sure. that's my point. That I think it's necessary.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's absolutely. It's helping the
1: project as well. It's making them more more trust, more, more trust, must trust, trusting, trusting, <laughs> because um, they have to do some rules. They have to follow that rules. So the right. The founders, they need to find out how to follow that rule. So they are thinking twice now before a scam now.
0: Right. And going back to NFTs for a brief moment, (laughs) how how do you see the future of NFT marketing evolving in the next few years?
1: NFT marketing. So, well, NFTs, I said that I think that they're going to stay. We're going to find new ways to use the NFTs for brands and for business strategies. And then when we talk about the marketing, for example, um, NFTs will help a lot to understand our customer as uh, NFTs are behind a wallet. We can, we can track all these customer has bought. We can track um, without, without knowing their identity, that is very important. But we right. can track what he has bought, so we can track his behavior. So we can anticipate what he's going to buy. So this for marketing right. help a lot because now we are losing cookies as well. And with GDPR as well, right. we have a lot of rules to follow
0: Oh, GDPR, yes.
1: So now I think that it's another way to do marketing, to market our target audience. And there, I've been investigating recently, I, they are developing some tools like as right. in Westway CRM that will allow to do for example airdrops to that customers that they have that nft you can track the nfts that how many people and what is the have this nft if these right. people pass as well another nft so maybe you can do a partnership with these two companies to do all NF uh another nft collection for example or um promotion So it's, again, marketing is think out of the box. So with the resources that you are, that you have, think out of the box what you can take the most.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. So kind of combining two things together here, the world moves fast. And how do you think AI will then influence Web3 marketing? You know, especially in light of ChatGPT and all these other, interesting things going on.
1: I'm going to say loud, and I I use ChatGPT. Almost (laughs) everything. I'm going to say that loud because I think that it's the first thing that all marketers have to do, also all professionals. There is a tool, we can use it, it's free, so take the most. And I think for marketing will help AI a lot to be able to automatize activities, create more content, you cannot post the content, how AI is creating for you, but you can have a lot of ideas. For example, if, for example, if I'm building a course about AI, so why don't ask to I have this audience, um, is for this company It's five hours course. I want to teach principles of AI and I want to teach how to use it. What do you recommend? And AI is, is, is making you the course. So that's really cool. Sure and yeah and there are a lot of automatizations and as well i think ai will help as well to understand your customer more to be able to with machine learning you can understand the behavior and anticipate the their their movements so if a brand can anticipate that this this customer is going to need a trainers in two weeks so why don't do an airdrop to that wallet about a promotion of these trainers.
0: Right, yes. and kind of a silly question, ha- have you named your AI? You said you use ChatGPT, so have you named your AI?
1: <laughs> if I have named my AI, so- Oh could... yeah,
0: yeah, did, did you give it a name?
1: Um, well, I have- Silly question. I... No, it's not silly. I have like <laughs> 10, 20 chats. Um, sure. One is my verified Trust Assistant, the other one is my blockchain <laughs> marketing boutique.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, I see.
1: Uh, I have my activities.
0: Right, right, absolutely. And going a little, a little off track here. Talk about s- some of your experience speaking at Web three conferences. You do it on a regular basis, and of course, you know across social media. You know, I've seen you speak at a lot of these great events. Uh, in fact, I originally met you at an event I was speaking at last, last year. Oh, that's Last year. Last year. Uh, it's a D4A Democracy for All at the uh, La Laocha in, uh, in Barcelona. So tell me, how has your experience been speaking at these things, at these events?
1: So I, was, I wasn't looking for it. So
2: okay.
1: I was asked one day to do a panel. Uh, with my company, I had to do some public appearances. I had to do a press conference with the CEO of Arce Espanol. It okay. was quite challenging, right? So we're like, okay, I'm the head of marketing, so I'm going to be with the CEO, so let's do it.
2: Right. And
1: then it's exciting, no? Because it's like, okay, you, it's challenging, but exciting. You want to do that, no? It's And then um, I started to do conferences. Um, people, I have... We ha- when people who has been in the in this industry, we know all of us. So at the end, the industry is very small. So people know you, and then they have a conference, and they think on you, and then you go there. So at the end, it's sure. fun. I I love it. I have to say. I you don't. I don't know if you know. I used to be a hostess, so I love to travel in the beginning of my career. So twenty years ago, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not at all. Maybe eighteen years ago. So I used to be, I used to be a hostess and I love to travel. So it's a big excuse to travel the world with the conferences. Right. <laughs> and meet new and, people.
0: Yeah. And what has been your favorite conference to speak at? Or by the way, even your, even your favorite place to have visited.
1: I, I, really, I was a speaker there. If, if I'm honest, I, I was invited to NFT Paris last year. Okay. I was speaking, and it was my NFT first conference that I that I wo- that I went, and I love it because the environment was a little bit different than, uh, than the conference that I used to go. Because I usually go more enterprise conferences if I have to put a tag or more crypto dominated conferences, and that one was the NFT, and I love it. I would love to go next year. So if they are listening to me, so I want to go.
2: <laughs> and,
1: right. and the, the best when I speak, Um for me, it was very very exciting to speak at the Mobile World Congress because it's in okay. my town and it's the biggest event in my town. So it's massive. Um During right. that, that week, that in Barcelona, it stops. So everything goes around Mobile World Congress. And to right. be a Pika there with amazing panelists. So it was really, really cool. We're talking about DeFi.
0: Right, right. And do you ever get nervous before you speak?
2: At the beginning, I I am going to say yes. Okay. And now it's,
1: And. I get used. So now it's it's, it's excitement because it's that, okay, I'm going to speak. I'm excited um, come on, you are going to be in the stage. You need to be able right. conscious. But I think it's important to have that excitement. It's, it's what it makes, the, it's where the magic starts, right?
0: Right. And when you speak at these conferences, which one do you like more? Do you like speaking on a panel with other speakers or do you like speaking by yourself but doing a presentation?
1: That's an interesting question. I usually, I do speaking in the panel or I moderate the panel. I usually right. do that. Um, now with the verified trust, I'm starting to do more pitches because I, I need to pitch in front of investors. Um, right. hmm, it depends. It depends of the audience as well. So right. when you are in the panel, you can do a discussion and you have different points of view. And when you are alone, so you have your diapos. Of course, you you have your material prepared, but it's it's your book. You are telling your book, and that's it. So it's a different dynamic.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And what is the longest length of time you've spoken on stage at one of these events? What, What would you say was like, oh, I've been up here for a long time. This is getting a little exhausting.
1: One year, I one year, one one hour, I think
0: about an hour. Okay,
1: one year. No,
0: please. <laughs> one year. I was going to say that's a long time. No, no. What kind of event is that
1: when <laughs> I teach with a smaller audience, one morning. So we, we do some breaks because then it's right. to 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 listen to me during the whole morning without any breaks. So it could be very exhausting. Sure.
0: And have you spoken anywhere outside of Europe? Maybe in uh, North America or the Middle East?
1: No, I haven't. Okay. I used to live. As I said I used to live in Singapore and Indonesia, but I. Oh I went wow! To events. I, I wasn't a speaker. I would love to go to Dubai. I I was speaking with uh, some organizers recently, but it's right. not anything sign off, so I cannot tell you. So. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Absolutely. And. What advice would you give to anybody who wants to be, let's say, a Web3 speaker or Web3 moderator or panelist at one of these conferences? What advice would you give those individuals?
1: What advice? First of all, mm, working Web3, starting from here. (laughs)
2: Sure.
1: (laughs) Um, Have something to share as well. So have some experience to share and some knowledge. Because at the end, we are not there to sit down on a on a chair. We are there to to share some experience and to to make your audience a little bit more more richer of 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 knowledge so right what so I would say that and if and at the end, if they want to collaborate with con- conferences, maybe I didn't do that to speak, but maybe if they want to speak with a conference maybe to to start collaborating with a conference and then maybe they they can they can speak right
2: yeah,
1: but at the end yes. everything it's in marketing is everything needs value, but in all the aspects in the business, so everyone needs to share some value
0: that's right Everyone
1: has their value yeah. like everyone has that value just, they just need to find out sometimes because sure. everyone. It's available to, to, to work in Web3 or whatever they want, but they really need to, to, to know what they want and work for that. So at the end, it's, the success is to really want something right. and work for it. So it's the that, that two, that two of it.
0: Right. And if somebody is a beginner and they want to start learning about blockchain and Web3, what's a good place to start learning about it? like courses or books or even free videos, what would you say is a good place to start?
1: I'm going to do a pat- a patrocination soon in my agency, but as it's not that yet. So there are many courses in YouTube. Okay. Right. There are two, two different stuff. So I would, my recommendation is if you want to start to investigate YouTube, Google, go in LinkedIn, try to join groups, Go in your meetups in your city. In, you go to the meetups in your city, you are going to meet like-minded people. They are going to um, invite you to groups. These groups are doing more things. So this is worth of mm, worth of mouth at the end this industry. Right. On one hand. And the other hand, if they want to pick some vertical, they, for example, if they want to learn how to do smart contracts, so... I think you can learn through YouTube. I didn't write, but for example, you can find some good education as well. Right. It's not really, really, it's not that expensive like an MBA. So you right. can, it's very expensive. So you can find education right. that it, it's quite good and it's affordable almost for everyone.
0: Right. And so much of social media influences blockchain and cryptocurrency. Are there any authors or thought leaders that you follow to stay informed or stay educated about what's going on?
2: Hmm,
1: that's a good question. Because not, I'm not a person who is following people for a topic. So I'm more a person who when once, I'm following people, random. And I'm following right. people that I think that they are good. But um, um, what I'm going to say is when I want to investigate for a topic, I do my own research, so, sure. so for this, uh, if I'm going to say one name for something for me, it's quite difficult to say one name.
0: Sure. And to be honest, that is, that is the best answer. I think for anything, uh,
1: I'm, going like a, I'm going to say, I would like to
0: do seriously.
1: I going to say something very, that I, I think almost anyone is an expert. Okay. So it's a very new industry. There are, right. there are people that they are so clever in one thing, but that thing, not
2: all.
0: Of but them just things. that thing. Right.
1: So it's keep going, keep learning, because it's, it's a lot. So, and to be able to digest right. it, well.
0: Right. I was actually going to say, well, the better answer would be, you know, Adam English. Host of Crypto with <laughs> English as available on Spotify it. and Apple.
1: Do that, <laughs> do kidding. that. I'm kidding.
0: But anyway, no, no, listen. Uh,
1: audience, please. Follow oh. him and listen to all the episodes. He's the best.
0: Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> very, very kind of you. <laughs> but yeah, now you've, now you've heard it all, folks. But listen, I wanted to say, Sylvia, thank you very much for coming on to yeah. the show today. Uh, you know, I, I think you had a lot of great insights to share. Uh, certainly, whether it's as to blockchain marketing or even being a keynote speaker at a lot of these conferences and summits that are held regularly all over Europe, the Middle East, and North America, so I'm very excited to see uh, how you know your projects will develop and succeed yes, and i'll be I'll be rooting in in supporting all of that all the way.
1: do that you have to join our communities as well
0: <laughs> I, I will yeah please send me yeah, please send me the link later. And of course, do. if there's any, uh, interesting social media stuff you'd like to share, please DM me and, uh, I'll post it on my platforms as well.
1: I will do. So thank Perfect. you very much for having me. I really enjoyed. Thank you. We met audience. We met. last We right. Barcelona. We, we, we said We should do a podcast and look at us. <laughs> After 10 months later, we are recording.
0: Right. right. At, at 10 months later, here we are. So, yeah. <laughs> and listen, I think, uh, I think it will be the first of many. So I'd, lo- of course, love to have you to come back on as well.
1: I will do. Hopefully I can share more things. Um, how is evolution, everything. So the right. agency, I can't say that, but the agency is growing. So that's good. a good step. So um, the team is growing. So that's good. And then Verify Trust, hopefully soon we're going to have our investment round. So, and then.
0: Very nice. That's,
1: I think the thing's <laughs> rolling.
0: Sounds like a plan. Let's do that.
2: My plan, (laughs) anyway.
0: Sylvia, thank you very much. Listen, have an awesome week. Enjoy your enjoy your evening, and we'll, we'll talk soon.
2: Thank you. Thank you for your time. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye.